morning. It's Friday, July 15th. I've got my iMac back. Woohoo! For those of you that don't know, uh, my iMac blew up, so I was doing the podcast yesterday on my MacBook, which is not, I don't have an external monitor, so the 27-inch iMac that I use is the best opportunity for me to um, look at stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've got the iMac back. Oh, um, kudos to the Avalon Apple Store. And by the way, Apple stock, buy it. The Apple Store was packed yesterday. Almost everybody in that store was buying Apple products. I was one of the few that was there for the Genius Bar. Um, There were people taking courses on the Apple Watch while I was there. It was a Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and the store was packed, packed. Um, And ironically, while I was in the store, I traded TQQQ. I bought it in the morning. Um, and then wound up getting out in the afternoon and showing some of the people in the store uh, how much money I made, how I traded it, blah, blah, blah. One guy was ready to quit his job. Um, yeah, it's, it is it is what it is. But Apple was up 2% yesterday. Um, let's take a look at it in pre-market. Um, I think it's up. Let's see. 148.47 is where it closed. 148.29. So it's down slightly. But it did have a great day yesterday, and that's part of the reason why it's probably down because I think futures were up. Let me look. Um, And I am kind of still playing with some of the settings, so this it may sound a little different. Um, I lost all of my data, so uh, you guys can feel sorry for me. But uh, yeah, NASDAQ futures are down slightly. They were up. Most everything, uh, what happened yesterday with the market, if you took a look at um, the, the, the overall market, um, the SPX, uh, SPY, SPX, whatever you want, uh, one of the Fed chairman, Waller, uh, was uh, talking yesterday, and essentially what happened was the market was down, and then right when he came out, he's one of the voting members, and so right when he came out saying that, hey, one data point doesn't make the the Fed move policy, um, immediately the stock market kind of went up. That was around, I think, about 10 o'clock, 1030. Um, I had purchased my TQQQ uh, right before I left. Um, I think it was around 10 o'clock or so. But that, that was essentially what happened. So, um, you know, again catalysts, blah, 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 the whole thing. I am getting a lot of questions recently from quite a few people. And and by the way, thank you to my Instagram followers. Instagram followers have have come up and shown up and and kind of messaged me. But I'm getting a lot of questions about how do I learn? And I'm sending out links. So let me just kind of tell you on the links. Um, Follow my Twitter. Follow my uh, Instagram. Uh, I'll, I'll usually post some stuff. But as far as learning goes, there's two main places where I go. Um, and, and where I particularly learn from zip trader and zip trader is, um, a Charlie a guy named Charlie. Um, he runs a, a program. It's $400 for his courses. Uh, do not buy the courses. In my opinion, I think his YouTube channel has enough information for you to learn <clears throat> the value of his $400 really comes from his morning briefing in his discord channel. I don't personally find value in it. Um, I tend to not be a momentum day trader. I tend to 
uh, more look at some websites like Investors Daily and, and things of that sort. Um, I've got my Google algorithm set up so that I do get, at, when I scroll through Google, I can get that stuff. I set up a Google watch list. So all of that stuff comes through in my Google. I don't find it super handy, but what he does have is a list of uh, videos in a learnings. And he tells you when to buy, when to sell, what a triple bar is. Uh, really, he goes over a lot of SMA versus EMA. Um, it's older, but again, this is information that you'll use for your lifetime. So even though it's an older kind of video, you're still going to get value out of this one. That's the first place to look and just go to YouTube and, and look up Zip Trader, and you'll find a playlist. The second place where I'm sending people is TrendSpider University. If you Google uh, on YouTube TrendSpider, you'll find it, and they've got a playlist called TrendSpider University. Uh, it is not, there are videos specific to TrendSpider with some of their um, uh, proprietary uh, indicators and things of that sort, but TrendSpider University is great. If you want to know why I use a MACD strategy, um, the MACD strategy that that I determined this was where I found where I was going to do it. Uh, if you Google Trading Rush MACD, Trading Rush is a YouTube channel, and Trading Rush did back testing of different strategies, and they have a specific MACD strategy that they set up. Um, I do a general MACD strategy, but their stop losses and stop gains are fantastic. When you want to know why I set up a 5% stop loss and a 10% gain on a lot of things, MACD Trading Rush, that video will describe it. Uh, there's a couple of things that you want to uh, focus on when you're doing your learnings, and, and particularly with me. MACD is one. RSI is another. SMA versus EMA. Understand what those moving averages are. Understand when I talk about a 9-day versus a 21-day uh, versus a 50-day and a 200-day. Why do I use 9-day? Why don't I use a 10-day? Uh, why do I use a 21 and not a 20? Understand those different dynamics of moving averages. The reason I use a 9-day is because it's under 2 weeks. If I were to use a 10-day, uh, that's 2 weeks. Uh, and if you have a holiday, it goes into three weeks. Nine days sticks to the two weeks. Uh, why do I use a 21-day? Because that's just over four weeks. Remember, there's five trading days in a week. 50-day and 200 days, those are actually just standards and they're industry standards. So they can tell you the trend. Again, I trade the trend. Understand patterns like death cross, golden cross, and how to determine the trend. Those are things that you want to uh, focus your learning on. And remember, all of this is backward looking. There's nothing that can tell you the future. So the key to becoming a, a good trader is finding a strategy that works for you and that you're comfortable with. I will tell you several times um, over the past few months, I've gotten a uh, fear of, you know, I've almost talked myself out of trades. Qualcomm's a great example. Qualcomm, if I were to look at this in the algorithm, um, let's look, QCOM, it's a perfect, perfect example. I've been recommending this since 170. There was a 170 MACD cross-up on February 25th, and I said, God, it's touching the 200-day. I can't imagine this stock going below the 200-day, and I believed in it. Now, 
there was a MACD cross down on that one and you lost 5%. Then you had another MACD cross up at 151. This got you out with a 0.39% gain. I don't know that I would have gotten out of this one because I probably would have thought that it would have run. I probably would have wound up even on this one, if not losing 5%. There's another MACD cross up in April, 141. This one lost you 3%. Uh, there's another MACD cross up at 135 in April. There's another MACD cross and that got you right out. But it looked like this one was going to go for a run and it absolutely was. 135 all the way up to 145. Uh, not quite 10%, but I probably would have seen the 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 uh, loss on that one. But my point is, I talked myself out of these. I got in, I believe I got in at 170, and I wound up with a 5% loss on Qualcomm. I haven't been in since. Um, again, find a strategy, make sure it makes sense for you, and make sure you're comfortable with it. That's part of the issue on this is... Um, you know, you've got to be comfortable with your trades. There's nothing I can teach you. There's nothing the internet can teach you that will give you comfort. And by the way, whether you're putting in um, $5, $10, or $5,000 or $10,000, you've got to sleep at night. I go to sleep fine um, with some larger lot sizes. Um, some of my lower lot sizes... Okay, I think I had the microphone a little, it's going to sound a little different. I think I had the microphone set up so you could hear everything <laughs> and a car went by. <clears throat> it's one of my neighbor's classic cars with uh, quite a bit of um, uh, exhaust, let's say. And he went by and, and boom, it kind of, wow. So uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is be comfortable with your trades. So um, that's where I'm starting the, the day off with is kind of more of the uh, the uh, kind of education since I've gotten a lot of a lot of questions about it. Qualcomm yesterday it was up four percent. I, I think it's up again today. Let's kind of look at it in Active Trader Pro. And again, so you guys know, when I use Trendspider, Trendspider is my algorithm, and I'll go into that for long term uh, kind of looks and to look at the trend. For short-term stuff, I typically use Active Trader Pro because it's a little more responsive. Um, uh, Trendspider last night just changed the game. They posted a uh, a new feature that they have, which is called Bots, and it allows you to automate things. So I may be upgrading this podcast to include a Discord or a Slack server kind of thing. I will not charge for that. <clears throat> it will be free, but what it could can do is when the algorithm triggers you a buy or a sell I can set it up so that it throws it into a room uh, I still got to learn about this stuff remember I'm a boomer uh, guys I'm 51 years old and learning new technology like discord and slack and stuff like that that's not the easiest thing for me I'm a little more technical uh, knowledge based than most of my friends but I'm still old uh, so again I, you know I'll, I'll try and do that but Qualcomm has been a runner it is up in pre-market to 143. It's run all the way up to 145 in the pre-market. Uh, it closed at 141. But if you remember, we've been in this, if you'd listened to the algorithm, since 126. Again, my example, I did not buy in at 126. I thought maybe 100 was lower. I, I've said this. We're heading into earnings. Earnings is coming up on July 27th. This is uh, a, a catalyst. Your RSI right now is at 68. Would I buy into this one? Probably not. 
Um, when I look at that at at kind of the the trend spider trend on this one, it's had quite a run. It's got all the confirmation that you need. But that that RSI is super super high. Do I think that it runs up to 150? I, I think so. Uh, honestly, you know, in my mind, I think so. But am I willing to take that chance? No. I'll kind of wait to see what the market does. Again, I want confirmation of this stuff. 126 was the buy-in. This run up to 140s kind of, to me, again, you've already hit your 10%. I, I'm Once I've hit that 10%, I'm kind of a, a little leery on that. Um, specifically in this market, there was a question last night about um, United Healthcare. And wow, I got in under 500. Should I sell it uh, Sell it before earnings? I, I said, hey, the, the prudent thing is to take profits when you can. Uh, United Healthcare thankfully beat earnings. Um, it dipped below that 500 and, and kind of went right above the 500. And today you're being rewarded by, I think, a 2% gain. Let's see, United Healthcare, UNH. United Healthcare, 515. You're, you're soaring in pre-market. Um, so again, if you got in in the 400s, fantastic. You've got quite a bit to go for 10%. Um, this is a PE ratio of 27. Do I think that the, this one's running to 10%? I don't know. Um, again, this is one of those over 500. You sell it when you're comfortable. Under 500, ironically, it's funny. I'm just looking at the TrendSpider um, UNH. It got us out with a 5% gain yesterday. So you'd be out of this one with that MACD cross down. Now, that MACD's probably going to cross up again. Um, with today's kind of gap up, I think you'll see a, a cross up. So do I? Um, do you sell? Do you hold? Do you buy? I, I'd probably hold it because it is in an upward trend. Again, trade the trend. Um, Costco is another great example. Let's see if we've been in Costco. I think that one. <clears throat> yeah, Costco, June twenty second, uh, four fifty nine. It's at five eleven today. Um, this is a fantastic grade. Uh, trade. In fact, May 25th, I think I even said this, 436. We were talking about this one at 407. When it got down to 407, I kind of said bye. It's at 511 today. Um, let me let me make sure what it's at in pre-market. Again, these stocks, some of them, even though you've seen a downturn, we've seen them bounce back. It's a PE ratio of 40. This is crazy. It's at 516 in pre-market. Uh, if you got into this one, you've still got confirmation on this trade. I not, wouldn't necessarily get out of it. Uh, will you see a gap down to below 500? Probably not today. Yesterday's trading range on this one was um, 493 to 513. Big, big trading range. Um, but you're at 516. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's Costco. Costco. So, Again, do I think that this one's running to um, back up to, what was it? It was at 586. Eh, it could. Do I think five 550s in the cards? I think when you get to uh, the 200 day, it's bouncing right off the 200 day. It's at, the 200 day is at 516. So if it breaks that today, I think you still have room to run. I don't think it's going to come down. Um, Apple, we talked about. Pinterest, P-I-N-S, big news. Um, let me look at my notes, uh, way up on news of activist investors, Elliott management. This was up as high as 22, I think. 
Um, let's see the pre-market in this one. Pinterest is at 20. Um, it did get up to 24 yesterday. So it's a big, it's a big move. Essentially what's happened is Pinterest has had lost a bunch of executives. We didn't know why. Now we know Elliott Management is taking a stake in it and they're probably moving it. Uh, Canoe, you guys know I love my EV stocks. G-O-E-V is the symbol. Uh, this one ran up on hype yesterday based on an army contract. FYI, the army contract is for one vehicle to test the usability of it. It is not for a fleet of vehicles like Walmart purchased with their 1,000 vehicles with an option to buy 10,000 more. This is not a contract for that type. I think this is going to hit this stock. Do you trade it? Uh, you can day trade it. Yesterday's range was 371 to $5. I mean, God. You went up by 20% if, if you got this one early in the morning. But it is kind of a hype tray, uh, hype play. Uh, Karen Finnerman, which is one of my favorite traders on Closing Bell, thinks Bank of America might be positive. And this is her number one position. Uh, she's been hurt by this one. It's It's been painful. But I wanted to look it up. Banks are kind of mixed on their earnings. Um, we'll kind of go over that. You are out of Bank of America. Um, their earnings are coming up. Is it today? Earnings report pre-market on Monday. So um, you are out of it right now. Listen, that RSI is down at 34. Kind of went to 32 uh, in the morning candle yesterday. Again, Karen Finnerman's my favorite one. Bank of America... Um, uh, they did announce yesterday, their main strategist announced, they think the S&P goes down to 3,500 um, at the end of the year. So what are we at? What did we close yesterday? 3,790. You're not far off from there. That's where they think we end. FYI, it was a huge bearish move. This woman, I think her name was Sonia. I forget her last name. Um She had her target at 4,500. She's one of the first to actually bring it down to 3,500. They've been, most of the analysts haven't moved their targets and they're in that 4,500 to, uh, to, to, to um, 4,000 kind of realm. So uh, again, they, they moved it down. Bank of America, they're trading at $30.50. I think it's bounced off that 30 couple times. Um, 52 week low is 29.67, which was hit, just hit yesterday. So it broke that 30 kind of handle. Um, do I think it's going up into earnings? Eh, let's look at the book value. Let's go to Finviz. Uh, and if you do, remember, I talked about this a few days ago. Book value is kind of uh, what it trades for based on its book. Book value is 29. Um, so it's trading 29 times its book value. The PE is 8.59, forward PE is 7.8, which is not huge. Um, let's look at Citi, which is a, a beaten down bank, um, which is C. Uh, their PE is 5.2, forward PE 6.3. Their book value is 90, uh, 90.64. Uh, you look at Goldman Sachs, which is trading, you know, they, they, their book value is... Uh, do, 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 do. Where's the book? I thought it was in here. Um, maybe that's not book value. No, that's not book 297. It says, oh, that's the 
that's the uh the dot the 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 stock 297.59 is the book value so Goldman Sachs is trading under their Bank of America um their book value is 29.43 so they're right at about the book value Citibank is their book value is ninety dollars and sixty four cents. This one's trading at forty four. Um, Wells Fargo, which announced this morning, uh, and they missed um, their book value is forty one fifty five. They're trading at thirty eight. The PE is eight. The forward PE is seven point five nine. My point on this is Bank of America probably is a good bet on this one. Um, BAC, you know, again, I. I I can't tell you with with certainty that this one's going to turn around because their their earnings it's it's a catalyst and most people do not like trading on earnings. This one's just been beaten down so much. If I were to go to the weekly um, look at this again, there's a gap here between 24 and 26, which came about in November 2020, uh, and that's a weekly gap. So it's a rather strong gap. Is, do I think that fills? I don't know. Would I buy if I were looking to get into banks, which I might be looking to get into? I own some Morgan Stanley, but that's it as far as financials go, um, and it's not a big position. I think it's four or five thousand dollars. So, uh, and I'm significantly down on it. Let me see. I'm honest with you guys. So let's see. Morgan Stanley. Yeah, I bought this at one oh nine. It's at seventy four. So, um, but. BAC, I'm kind of looking at the chart. You just did fill this gap between 32 and 33, but you haven't filled it on the way up. Well, you did fill it on the way up kind of back in February. So you filled it on the way up. You filled it on the way down. This this other one, you, you know, from back in November 2020, you know, the COVID lows on this were in the teens, in the 20s. We're not going back there. Bank of America is not going back there. You're going to get hurt on this one um, if the earnings are bad, I should say. The earnings are kind of the key. Do you want to play it for a bounce? I don't think it's a bad opportunity. If you Okay, if I had $5,000 in the bank, um, I would probably take 500 and put it in here. If you got nothing else to play and you want to wait for Monday, put $500 in. Hold it for the weekend. See what it does. Um, WMB, Williams Company. Let me see. I, I, this one came up yesterday in a discussion group. WMB. It's an energy and oil company. Uh, Williams Company, together with its subsidiaries, operates as an energy infrastructure company, primarily in the United States. Um, it's got a dividend yield of 5.46. Its forward PE is 19. The PE is 25. Um, WMB on the algorithm, you were a buy here at $30.65. Its ex-dividend date has already gone. The earnings are coming up August 1st. I think this falls in with all the other energy companies. Um, Oil, it's back to pre-war prices. So before the Ukraine invasion, you're back to those wholesale prices. Are we back to that at the pump? Absolutely not. Who do you have fault there? Probably the oil companies, probably the mom and pop super, uh, you know, uh, gas stations. I th- there's so many middlemen from the ground to the gas station, and these are people who probably haven't been making money for the last 20 years on gas. Do I blame them for not reducing the prices as fast as they went up? No. Again, in a free market system, 
You've got to be happy about that. You can't be upset at that in a free market system. Do I think that oil is going back up? Absolutely. Um, one thing that I noticed just kind of waking up and watching TV, and again, I watch CNBC. UCO is showing up now um, on the scroll. That's usually a bullish sign. You had a down candle on July 14th uh, yesterday in the morning, and it, it shot up. Let's see. Um, you're still not, you still don't have a MACD cross up. I want to be clear about that. You still don't have a MACD cross up on the four hour. But if you're day trading and you're just kind of looking to get into UCO, you closed at 33 and you're trading at 35 in pre-market. That's almost a 10% move right there. You're a dollar away from a 10% move. Do I think you'll get to 36 today? I think so. Oil is, is you know, again, Biden's going to Saudi Arabia. He is sitting down with the devil himself. If you know about the Khashoggi murder and you know Biden yesterday in a pre, uh, press conference even said he's been very clear. He doesn't think the Saudis are good people. He He's meeting with somebody he doesn't necessarily even want to meet with. He's doing this to try and get oil prices down. He's doing, uh, I don't want to say he's doing everything that he can because, you know, blaming gas station operators and stuff like that, it's not the best. But we're back to uh, permitting uh, more people uh, more more uh, private land uh, oil wells in this country than we have been, you know, even through the Trump administration. So, again, I, I think you've got to break out the politics here. Uh, this is not a U.S. gas crisis. This is a global gas crisis. So what you want to do is you want to play the, the oil companies uh, for their dividends. Um, B-O-R-R, I saw this one, it's funny, because this came on a MACD cross-up, and I said, you know, I've, I've been telling the people enough about um, uh, oil companies. I don't think I necessarily need to tell them about oil companies anymore. B-O-R-R, drilling, it came up on a scan I did yesterday on uh, uh, TrendSpider, and it had a MACD cross-up at 279. Um that was in the morning. Right now, it's trading at 273. Um, it it kind of went down yesterday. I'm seeing some interest again in this one. I don't. Th the 10-day volume is 2.3 million. The 90-day is 1.8. So it's got some kind of uh, you know volume that's that may be pushing it. But BORR is not making money. Um, you know, it, it's not. You know, again, it might be, be this, this investor place says seven best bargain stocks to buy in July 2022. They operate offshore drilling contracts to the oil and gas uh, industry worldwide. It owns contracts and operates jackup rigs from operators in shallow water areas, including the provision of related equipment and work crews uh, to conduct oil and gas drilling. So, it's a it's a heavy oil stock. I saw it yesterday on a cross up again, two seventy nine, and you're trading at two fifty. It's trading at it. I'm sorry, it closed at two fifty. Um, it's trading at two seventy two. So you've got an opportunity here again. I I think oil is is turning around. SCO has been the play. I think UCO is the play. Oil experts are saying supply is going to affect this market. Right now, you're getting caught up in the uh, uh, commodities crisis. Essentially, and it, I call it a quote-unquote crisis. You saw this huge run-up. 
and now you're seeing it pull back. And and oil is one of those. Gold is another. You see, you saw the huge run up. You're seeing it pull back. Copper's another. You saw a huge run up. You're seeing it pull back. Natural gas participated in this. You saw a huge run up. You saw it pull back. It's now on its way back. Um, look at boil over the past two days. Uh, boil has been in an upward kind of trend. Uh, it's trading at 55 right now. I'm sorry, is it a five day trend that it was upward? <clears throat> five day trend. It's upward. It's kind of you know moved back down yesterday. Kind of flattened out a little bit. Let's look at boil. Uh, do we have a MACD cross up on this one? Um, yeah, we had it at 44. I kind of went over that. I now I remember 44 on July 7th. We had a we're 56 right now. God, 44, 56. Um, you know, KOLD, which is the short, had its run. Um, but again, I, I want to point this out as well. When you go into TrendSpider and you look in your right-hand menu bar, if you don't have insider buying listed, put it up there, expand it, pull up Oxy, okay, Oxy. Just pull up Oxy. You'll see from June 17th to July 13th, almost on a daily basis, Berkshire Hathaway has been pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into Oxy. Uh, their first one, uh, June 17th, um, $313 million. June 22nd, $215 million. June 29th, $120. June 30th, $170. July 1st, $285. July 5th, when oil crashed, $473 million they put in. There has not been one sale from these guys. They're buying enormous amounts. They started on May, it looks like way back in March, uh, $725 million. They've got billions of dollars in Oxy. If you think this is a short-term play for these guys, you're crazy. Their earnings are coming up August 2nd. This could be a special dividend announcement. Who knows? But Oxy has the inside play. It's up 2% today. Devon Energy is another one. Fang is another one. XOM, which is Exxon, Chevron. I think any of these uh, could be bought. Uh, back to financials, Wells Fargo missed earnings. It's down by 3%. They're a big mortgage lender. They identified that mortgages are a big problem with rates going up. They saw a huge slowdown in uh in mortgages. They also said uh, loan losses are on the horizon, just like JP Morgan said. So the banks are, are for, kind of foretelling, hey, there's going to be some pain here. That's why you're seeing the market kind of fluctuate per se. Um, Stephanie Link says uh, Wells Fargo is one of her biggest positions. I like Stephanie Link as well. She's a value investor. I think she's got great um, fundamental uh, analysis. She says um, it's a good stock because it's a restructure play. It's 0.9 times book value, so it's under book value. We went over book value, um, and I, I think I pointed it out. Their book value is 41.55. They're trading at 38.74. That's what they closed at. Let's see where they're at in pre-market because they are even down further. 38.49. 3874 is where they closed. Um, 17 million shares on the 10 day, 90 day, 90, uh, 25 million shares on the 90 day. Again, you know, 
It's got a good dividend. The dividend yield is 2.58%. You know, it's a good stock. Again, if you want value, I think Wells Fargo, it's a restructuring. If you believe in it, Wells Fargo, Bank of America is a good one. All of these financials have been beaten down. Another good stock that we talked about, MU Micron, has been making a move. Um, and I've missed out on it again. I didn't get into this one. 10-day volume is $23 million. Uh, 90-day volume is $21 million. 52-week high came in January at $98.45. This one has moved from 59 to 61 in the pre-market. Um, let's see where we are on MU. I know there was a MACD cross-up on this, and I kind of brought it up, and I probably didn't listen to it myself. $56 back on... July 5th, and their catalyst was the ex-dividend date on July 8th. Um, It saw a pullback. It hasn't pulled back. It's continued to go. Uh, The next volume area that I see for this one, um, let's pull it back to the highs back in March. And the next, if it breaks, it's already broken. If it closes above $60 today, um, the next volume is 66 think you could get your 10, 20% out of this one. Again, remember, we're heading into earnings seasons for a lot of these. This one already announced earnings, uh, $2.59. They tanked on earnings because of their outlook. This is one that probably is bring, being brought up with the industry. So I think it's an opportunity for you, but if earnings from another chip maker go down, you're going to see this one go down. There's a gap here between 60 60, 6104 and 6230. I think that's your bare minimum where you're trading. Yeah, 6151. I think you could get this under 60 today at some point in time. If it closes above 60, I, I think, let me write that down. Um, MU closes above 60 by for 66 price target. I like that. I'm writing it down. Um, let's look. Uh, Five-day losing streak. Oh, I expect I expect today to be up. We've had a five-day losing streak. I particularly have been winning in the five-day losing streak. Um, even, you know, some of the, the, I think there was one big loss day in my overall portfolio. But again, Apple has kind of held this thing up. Um, I've had some good trades over the past couple of weeks, so uh, I've been doing well. But again, I think the, the my, my note about the five-day losing streak and expecting today to be up, oil is going to be up. You've got, um, you know, again, supply. Supply is going to go down. Um, BlackRock, I, I wrote a tweet last night about BlackRock and UNH. Those are the two that I like. BlackRock missed earnings. Um, they are down. I like this one because um, uh, Black Rock. Um, oh, where? What's their symbol? Um, let me look real quick. I'm gonna look at my Twitter. I think it's B. Uh, I won't even try and. Oh man! Now it's asking me to sign in. So this is part of the thing. But again, Black Rock. In my mind, BlackRock had a bunch of... Oh, and now it's not letting me sign in. Okay. I can't sign into my Twitter. Let me look real quick on my phone. 
Twitter and we will go back to do, 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 profile. I I think I posted this tweet last night. Um, oh, JP Morgan says they see oil at 190 a barrel. I tweeted that out. Fantastic. There's also your uh, weekly Friday tweet um, about China. BLK. Why couldn't I look that one up? Um, BLK. BlackRock Inc. And it showed up in the list when I typed it in. Uh, you'd be out of this one. The algorithm has you out with a 2% loss. Their earnings were today. Um, does the, yeah. Um, it doesn't have it yet. It's a downward trend. I, I thought because of their uh, exposure to real estate, they would be up. But BlackRock is down. Um, again, in my mind, I think this one's had a run. When you look at this one on a weekly basis, um, I would probably wait. There's no more catalyst kind of in the, the near term. On the weekly, it's bouncing below its 200-day. Um, I wouldn't expect it to go back down too much. I think there's a shelf here at about 537. Um, that's kind of where I think maybe it's going to capitulate and kind of just move forward. Uh, but at BlackRock, they had earnings. I, I liked it because of this play. City earnings beats and it's positive. Um, City symbol is C, uh, and I like this one. Um, this is again a restructuring story. You'd be out right before earnings on the algorithm, but that MACD is probably going to cross up. Um, when I look at it from a let me look at it from a daily standpoint, I see there's a gap here between 47 and 48 probably going to get filled. You're down at 44 here. Um, the, the, the RSI is just too low. Um, they announced positive earnings. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I didn't read into it, but there's a new CEO and make no mistake. This is a bank that is hurt. This is not a, a healthy bank. Bank of America is your healthy bank, but this is a bank that's hurt. Uh, it might be a good time if you want to get into financials into this one because their new CEO seems to be turning things around. Remember, that's what turned around Wells Fargo for about six to eight months. This one has been in a slide. If you're trading the trend, Citigroup, you're just kind of hoping that this is the bottom. Um, there's no real reason to think that this is a bottom, but again, the RSI is just so low. It's at 33 um, the last time it got into the 20s, you saw a bump from about um, $50 to 52 or 53. You didn't see too much of a bounce. I, you know, again, I think the RSI may have a little more room down, but you know, where are you going to put your money? Who knows? Um, Meta, Google, and Apple. I think Google's still, you know, Google's split comes up next week. G-O-O-G, because remember, G-O-O-G is what they buy. The algorithm performs 23% versus 47% buy and hold. I am a buy and hold guy. Um, I said buy this one when it got down to 2100. The algorithm had a 2290 uh, buy on this one. You would be out as of yesterday's candle with a 2% loss on this. I still say it's a buy and hold for long term. I, I think it's capitulated here between 2000 and 2300. Uh, I think 2200, 2100, maybe 2150 is your price target. Maybe 2200 is your price target. Don't mince meat. This one's a long term play. 
Um, this is a, 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 a stock that is in value territory. Their split comes up July 18th. So Monday, no, Tuesday, <clears throat> 20 for one. You're going to see the options market take this one off. Just like Amazon. Let's see what Amazon did after their split. Um, Amazon, when they, leading up to their split, this is funny, leading up to their split, Amazon traded in today's dollar terms from $1.05 up to $1.30. That was leading up to the split. After the split, holy crap, it crashed. Um, and you're at a dollar uh, one ten. It wasn't a dollar fifty. It was one twenty. It traded all the way from a hundred to one twenty five. So, wow, yeah. Uh, you'd be out of Amazon, by the way. Amazon's not one that with the algorithm you'd be in, but you're kind of just you again. You're trading here between a hundred and a hundred and twenty. Um, I I think it's just capitulating on that one. Uh. By the way, speaking of Google, YouTube is the largest TV streaming service in the U.S. It passed Hulu. So, uh, one that I've been talking about, Rio Tinto. I saw that it was down. This is getting killed by commodities. Again, you'd be out of this one. Um, the, the algorithm triggered at 59.34. I was kind of suspect of it. I said, you get into this one, but I wasn't quite sure. Um, even at 63 um, which was June 28th. I said, hey, this one might be an opportunity, but it got you out within a couple of candles with a, um, a 8% loss. Um, this one, even at July 8th with the $59, I said, hey, they've got, they've got some pretty major sexual harassment stuff going on. It's a commodity digger. Um, they dig impression metals. Um, the RSI is down at 28 the it just triggered you an out. I wanted to make sure that people are out of this one. Um, you know, do I expect it to turn back up at some point? Uh, let's finally talk about Tesla. Um, and then I will talk about SPXU, SQQQ, and TQQQ, and Uvixi. Um, Tesla, we had that MACD cross up at 701. You're trading at 713. It's up in pre market to 722. Uh, this one, again, I stick by it. Under 700, buy it. Over 700, sell it. I sold at 750. I think that's where you're probably running to is 750 again. Um, I think that's that's probably the likelihood before earnings is 750. And then earnings is a crapshoot. It's July 20th. Um, I, I, I believe in this company. I have the car. My car today, uh, had I purchased the stock instead of the car, It'd be about $1.2 million. Today, the car is worth $44,000. So probably should have bought the stock. But um, I like it. I like it. So uh, let's talk about TQQQ. I said I traded this one yesterday. I think you could trade it today. Um, it got you out uh, of the MACD. Remember, it's a four-hour chart uh, at 4.51% yesterday morning. Um, from the 23 buy. So you bought it in at 23. Uh, you could have gotten out at 28 um, in July 8th, uh, which I said, hey, it looks like the MACD is kind of crossing down on this one. You might want to look at 28 being your target sell. Well, it turns out I was right. Um, and I'm not always right, but sometimes I am right. And this particular time I was right. So um, I do think that you have an opportunity here to get back in. Um, remember, this is a triple levered ETF based on QQQ. So as it goes up, 
as the, the, the NASDAQ goes up, this goes up by three times, but it's levered. So it's using options to do that, which means it's a, de it's a decaying value ETF. So you don't want to hold on to this for a long time. This is not, hey, I'm going to put this in my portfolio and invest it. That's not what this is. This is a tool to use to try and, and play some trends. So TQQQ, I think you can do it. Again, if the NASDAQ is up, let's look at some of the futures. Um, the NASDAQ is flat. I mean, everything's kind of flat on this. It's not, it's not shooting up. We're at 9.15, so we're 15 minutes away from the market opening. SPXU, which tracks the... Uh, the uh, the S and P. This is an inverse. It's a short. So as the S um, S and P goes up, this one will actually lose value. As the S and P goes down, this one gains value. And again, it's a three times levered ultra pro short. So essentially, you don't want to hold on to this because it does decay in value in times when the market's going down. You can use this to try and gain some money in the short term. Now, the MACD did cross up on July 13th, so Wednesday at 1966. That indicates to me that we might be in a, a little bit more for a downward trend. This is an upward trending stock because the stock market has been in a downward trend. You've got some, some volume shelves here. Let me pull it right over here. Uh, because it's short term, you do have some volume shelves here, right about twenty dollars and seventy three cents. Um, let's look at this one. SPXU, doo -doo -doo -doo, it closed at twenty dollars and seven cents. It's down at nineteen fifty, and it's going down. So you'd probably want to buy the spy. You know, again, if you're playing options, buy the 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 um, you know outside the money upside. Um, call options. You could do that. Absolutely. Um, so uh, let's look at uh, Uvixi. Uvixi, I, I still say that VIX wants to go to 30. Uvixi had to buy a trigger on the algorithm at 1353. Again, remember, I'm not using the algorithm to trade this one because Uvixi, just to give you an idea, Uvixi you lose 94% of the money that you've put in over 1,000 candles. There are 39 positions. Only six are winners. The average win is 2.57%. I say that I don't trade anything without a 10% win on the algorithm. This one's just, it's a trading tool. It's not an investment portfolio. This is not something that you stick in there. So, um, you know, it did have, a, I, I do look for a trend and again, July 13th, Wednesday, you had a uh, afternoon candle, 1353. If I look at Uvixi on Active Trader Pro, it's always one of the ones that's up there. Uh, the VIX is down 3% to 2541. The Uvixi is down at $13. Do I think you could buy this at 13 and have it at 16 at some point in time in the next week? Absolutely. You're in earnings season. That VIX wants to be at 30. We just haven't been able to get it there. The, the volatility just has not been there. You've seen some down days, but you've seen we've been relatively flat. So, I, you know, again, Uvixi is just one of those tools. Um, let me look at my portfolio before I call it a weekend. ARCs are up. Um, 
Ethereum's up, GBTC is up. Kind of let's look at GBTC in the pre in the algorithm. Uh, because I think some of these had a trigger. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a buy at 13.80 on June 24th, and you're still in that one um, for GBTC. You're due for a kind of loss, but it's at 13.13, so you're down significantly on that one. Ethereum had a buy-in at do, 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 same time, June 22nd at 7.20, and you're trading at 8.75. I think this one still has some upside, but the RSI is at 57. Again, I'd, I'd probably buy into ET. If you're looking for... One of the grayscale funds, I'd buy ETHE instead of GBTC. Um, I think that has more upside because I think, um, you know, again, it's getting killed. Meta, I talked about it. Um, it has you out right now. The uh, It was out on July 13th with a 2% loss, buying in at 167. So you sold at about 160. It's trading at 150, 160 pre-market. Um, again, I think anything under 200 is a great long-term play. Their earnings are coming up July 27th, so two weeks. I like this one. Um, I think right here it's been capitulating between the 150, kind of high 150s to 170 mark. Um, I don't use Facebook uh, that much, but I do use Instagram. And, and I'm texting on Instagram constantly. I'm constantly, I don't use TikTok. I'm 51 freaking years old. I'm not a dancer. I'm not using TikTok, so don't try and get me to use TikTok, although I've been thinking about putting some videos up there for, for stock purposes, just because the reach is unbelievable. And and by the way, I'm probably older than many, uh, many of you. I'm 51. Remember, um, I am not, quote unquote, the typical 51-year-old. Um, I do use technology. I do use social media, but I don't use it like a soccer mom. So July 27th. Yeah, earnings. I like this one before earnings, but remember, they're spending a shit ton of money on the metaverse, which will not make them profits. The metaverse right now is not profitable. And in this economy, if you're not making money, you're you're going to lose money. Inflations and, and multiples are just being brought down. Um, you're seeing that in the crypto world. Look at all the bankruptcies in the crypto world. Um, you know, OpenSea, which is the NFT marketplace. That's the number one uh, NFT marketplace. They just announced layoffs. So uh, I think those are all my notes today. Um, again, oil, I think is your play. I think TQQQ could be your play. Remember what I said at the beginning? Um, oh, GM. I like bringing up EV stocks and I have a note on GM. GM, you're in there at 3191. And this has been a just a bad stock. The algorithm makes you 3.2%. Um, buying and holding over a thousand candles makes you 17.84%. There were 10 wins. The average win is 10.6%. The average loss is 3.7. You've lost on 24. 24 out of 34 trades you lost on. Do I think that this one goes lower? I don't know. Um, when you put up a two-year chart of this versus Tesla, you're kind of right in the same realm. I just don't have as good a feel for this stock. Again, remember how I said, you know, find a stock, find a trading pattern that feels comfortable for you. By the way, net, uh, futures are way up now. So, God, they just popped up for some reason. 
uh, TQQ would have been a good buy. And, and those that messaged me know, hey, I said TQQ was a good buy. Um, because let's see. Let's see where it went. Uh, it closed at 25.45. It's at 26.18. I think when I started this, it was at 25.40. So I haven't bought it again today. I sold out of it yesterday. Um, I will not hold that on a weekend. But GM, the only reason I own GM is the cruise division. Uh, I think they're, uh, you know, Mary Barak was on uh, Kramer's show last night talking about how great their production is. Well, their batteries are still catching on fire. They still can't release a ton of uh, vehicles. Um, she's talking about production. They delivered all of six uh, EV vehicles last quarter. Um, we'll see what they deliver this quarter. It's probably not much more. Um, again, it, it, it's a bad, bad company. It's not that their EVs are bad. It's just a poorly run company. And it was pointed out um, uh, by, uh, I think it was Mars blog on uh, Twitter. The, uh, the guy who's in, front, in charge of uh, artificial intelligence for Ford has been there for 30 years. This is a company, GM and Ford are companies that hire from within. They promote from within. They don't bring in new thinking. The new thinking is is basically squashed. Why do you think Jim Farley said, hey, we're going to run this as two separate companies? We're going to run the EV division as one and the ICE division as another. The reason is because all of these old coots that have been running this place don't want outsider opinions. They don't want new ways of thinking. They don't want new ways of doing things. Tesla is the one doing things new. Uh, Rivian is the one thing that they're doing things new. Uh, Lucid. Lucid, the guy designed the Model S for Tesla. Uh, that's a great company in my mind. Again, the problem with Lucid and Rivian uh, with their stock, they haven't proven themselves. They have to get to mass production in order to prove themselves. Right now, they're still losing money. Uh, even though Rivian's got a huge runway. Their multiple is crazy. Let's look at their multiple here on... Uh, they're, uh, shit, they, they don't even have a forward PE. Um, you know, the, 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 their stock, um, is losing $183 per share. Let's look at Tesla. Tesla's forward PE is 45. They're making money. They've got things in the pipeline. Um, their price per share, their, their price per share is $11.55. They're losing 11 you know, if you were to buy it, you're losing $11.55. Again, versus $184. Um, performance this year, uh, year to date, Tesla's down 32%. Um, Rivian is down 70%. You know, GM, you can take it. Ford is a total hype play. Uh, I think Ford, GM and Ford kind of reported about the same time. Ford's coming up after GM July 22nd, 27th. You'd be in Ford at 11.56, but there hasn't been a hype here. They're in a quiet period, so I don't expect it to move before earnings, but I also expect them to say the same thing. They're having trouble with production. I think Tesla's the one that has figured out, hey, if we don't, we don't need to put a chip in the passenger seat. Let's not put a chip in the passenger seat. Let's just make more driver seats. Again, they're, they're new way of thinking. So uh, I've gone on for 55 minutes. And like I told people, I want to keep this to 20 minutes. I just blabber on. 
Have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Hopefully it'll sound better. Uh, I apologize for any sound quality issues, but again, I'm just getting set up. So have a great weekend. Enjoy. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Thank you to all the supporters. Thank you to everyone for their questions. Thank you. If you listened this far, just shout out to me. Give me a hell yeah (laughs) on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and, And thank you again for listening. Have a great day, everybody, and have a great weekend.